Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, sexy freaking fit babes. We are joined today by my girl Morgan is a membership babe. She has lost 16 pounds on her journey, which is yeah, pretty iconic. But I think what's more iconic about Morgan when you hear her story is she has just stepped into not giving a crap about what people think about her and just like owning her hotness. Like she wants to feel confident, sexy, and hot. And I think that is just like so hot as a woman, like us women, we should like the way that we look, we should like our bodies and love ourselves. And, you know, it's not just about the losing weight, which is iconic. And once again, we're going to talk about it, but Morgan's just in such a great, beautiful place. And I, I just wish every single woman who the hot and healthy method touches can have a transformation like Morgan has had. And what's iconic once again, and I'm saying that word so many times, what is iconic about Morgan's story is it isn't just about the weight loss, but it also is so much about the mindset transformation she has had. And when you are going on a journey and you don't address your mindset, you're going to gain the weight back. And honestly, you're going to really sell yourself short of the results that you can see. So without further ado, I'm very excited to have Morgan on. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I want to kind of kick off at the beginning, Morgan, and I know so much about your story, but I know obviously listeners here are brand new to it. You know, when you gained weight, I sometimes think we don't talk enough about the painfulness of like that moment when you're like, you know, shit, like I don't feel my best. I, you know, I've put on some pounds and you know, you're, you're, you're struggling and grappling with your confidence and kind of what that next step to do. So Can you kind of walk us through what even led you to even beginning this journey? Like, did you have a moment where you're like, okay, I really want to make a change. Was it a slow lead up over time? Like talk us through really how that happened for you. Yeah. So gaining the weight was, um, really a a progression over time. It was about a two year progression that I had put on, um, right around 30 pounds and, while that was happening, because it happened so slowly, you know, I kind of just transitioned with it. And I just slowly started buying sizes up. And I started covering my body more. And, you you know, that that progression into gaining the weight was pretty slow burning. And um, my come to Jesus was really when I went to the physician's office to uh, have my, my annual checkup. And, you know, you, you step on the scale and oh, the scale was just really high for me. And I knew that I had gained weight, but I did not think that it could be that much weight. I didn't, you know, it happened so slowly and you look at your body every day. So the slow changes, they really, you don't see them until you kind of like step out of the haze and you're like, oh my gosh, Um, which is, you know, funny because I feel that same way about how the results happen too, but Um, I just realized that I had gained that much weight. And when my physician, he was going over our physical, he didn't say anything about it. You you know, it wasn't like I was at a risk for any health issues. I was just, you know, heavier than I was 
typically used to being. And I'm sure he knew that I was just getting older and I had different lifestyles from when I was younger. I've had the same position since I was 18 years old. So he knows me. Oh my goodness. He has been through it with you, girl. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love my position. So when he didn't say anything to me about my weight, I was really confused because I was like, I saw that number. I was appalled. And I was like, my doctor is going to tell me that I'm going to get high blood pressure and I need to do all of these things and just things you expect to hear from your doctor once you've gained weight. And he didn't say the word. He checked me. He asked me, you know, how are you doing mentally? I wasn't doing well. So um, at the end of the appointment, he asked me if I had any questions. And I said, well, what do you think about my weight? And he was very candid and he said, I'm not particularly concerned about it, but I think your weight has a lot to do with your mental health and your mindset. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather help you address those things. And I think the weight will come with it. And I was hurt. I was, I don't know. I just, I wanted to get that answer. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, it's so interesting that that answer hurt more when just in my experience as a dietitian, I feel like a physician and like, that's a, like shout out to your physician. Like I got to get connected to him. What a beautiful (laughs) way to approach why someone has gained weight when he knows you so well too. And what's funny and interesting in my opinion is it was so kind and so true. And maybe that's why it hurt really bad. Right. But at the same time, like you were almost expecting the more like tough love, real talk, like Morgan, like what's going on with your weight? Like it's going to be bad for your health, which is really interesting because so many women who do get that talk in a not productive, not kind way from someone in the healthcare field, that is usually Mm -hmm. what sets them down a really bad path for dieting. But yeah, it's really interesting that it, you know, maybe it was because correct me if I'm wrong, it was so kind and so true and hit so close to home, maybe that's why you had that, you know, reflection after that. Yeah. And I think also it's just because my first reaction was to be harsh and mean to myself. My internal reaction wasn't the reaction I was getting back. And so, you know, that projection is difficult to deal with because you're like, oh my gosh, ouch, Morgan. Like, yeah, it's sort of like when you're so self-deprecating And then some, you know, literally this literally happened like two nights ago or so before Valentine's day, I'm so anal about my hair and I'm like, I'm putting it up. Like, I'm like, Oh, Josh, I have to wash my hair. And he asked me a question. He's like, when do you know you need to wash your hair? Cause I wash my hair like one or two times a week. And I'm like, Oh, like, you know, as a girl. And he was like, Oh, I totally relate. But he's like, cause I actually thought your hair looked good. And I was like, wow, like that was like one micro moment. But I think so many women can relate to that with anything, especially weight. It's like, you are such a hard critic on yourself where you just expect because of how you think about yourself and we're so self-centered, right? And that's normal. Like you expect everyone to have the same reaction. And that's kind of how you expected your doctor to react to your weight because you were reacting to your weight that way. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then, you know, like you think, oh gosh, addressing my mental health and all of these other things that contributed to it, it's going to take way longer than if he just berates me and tells me to lose weight. And then I, that will happen because that's, that's the feedback I'm receptive to. And I really had to marinate on, you know, his, his suggestions for me. And I came around to it and I, I did address the things with my mental health and I got on the right medicine for myself and those things start to filter in. And once that kind of got sorted and I was feeling safe in my own mind again, I was like, okay, 
step one, um, a big piece to the reason I had gained weight was that I had moved out of my parents' house um, at 25 and I had only ever lived with my parents and very close with them. And so that was a difficult transition moving out from my childhood home into my own home with my partner. And the first time we had lived together, there were just a lot of transitions and I, oh, I was so homesick. I couldn't stand it. It was weird being in your own home and just thinking like, oh man, I want to go to my bedroom. And then you think about your bedroom and it's the bedroom that doesn't exist anymore because your parents redid it the moment you moved out. And you don't think of the bedroom and it's in the home that you're paying the bills in, you know, and it was just hard. And that was a mindset that I had to address. It's like, this is my home now, you know? And um, my, my boyfriend loves to bake. He's very good at it. And so he would bake cookies like every week. And that adds up. You're eating a dozen cookies every week. That is a lot. You know, if you're not considering that I wasn't, I, it was all cookies and wine is what I was eating and drinking. And that was it. And so I had tummy aches. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't showing up for myself or others or at work. I, it was just cookies and wine and Netflix. And that was my life. And that was whew, not good, but I was just in this deep cycle and there were a lot of mental barriers for me. So then the, the first step I really took was telling my boyfriend, don't make me cookies anymore. I, I, I love you. I know that you love me and that's why you make them, but it's not serving me. And I don't know how to say no to them at this time. So he just stopped making cookies. And then I lost like 10, 12 pounds. And I, wow. I yeah. like, yeah, well, also I switched the wine for um, like hard seltzer. Yeah. So, so I you went really from all- started to make these small swaps and it wasn't like you started the diet Monday, which I think would be like, probably like the not that you lost weight before, but like the past Morgan, like that mindset at the physician's office, like that harsh, like, okay, we got to go all in. Like you just literally, or we're like, okay, intrinsically, let's just make a few tweaks. Let's see what happens. Like no pressure. Let's see what happens. You know, for women who are really stressed out about your weight, and sometimes it's hard to describe, why do you feel like you were able to just go about it? And I love using this word, but like laissez-faire, like really chill and like it doesn't sound like you were really micromanaging, which I love to hear. It was like, just trying to make some small swaps. Like, do you know why you were going about it so chill or is that just more your personality? It's not my personality at all. <laughs> so, so, so how I, are you so chill about it then? I was so just tired from the last few years of my life and going through all of these mental changes and transitionary periods. Like I just literally had no energy to put into it. Mm. And so I started where I could and I had to let that be enough for me because I was still, you know, I was on the tail end of those big changes in my life, but I was still going through them. And I, I knew if I pushed myself, I was going to undo all of that work that I had done with my physician to get my mindset in a better place. And I did not have the bandwidth. So I made a decision and I was like, no more cookies. And we're going to go to zero sugar seltzer. And that's where I could afford to start. But that like, that's where literally I couldn't say about it. That's where I could afford to start. <laughs> I love that. And honestly, for women out there that reach a point of, and I personally candidly very relate to this. I share this a lot. You can be so restrictive in your past and be so all or nothing. However, you will reach a point in your life like Morgan has reached and that I have reached where 
you look back at maybe the things you used to do to try to lose weight or, you know, the, the motivation you think you had, but there becomes a point where you're just so booked. You're so busy. You have a lot going on. And maybe it's a little bit maturity where you're like, okay, yeah, you could make those choices, but honestly, you just don't have the capacity to be that restrictive. And I love those moments because it forces you to learn more balance, to learn more, you know, strategy and seeing just how it's not about doing all of the things and overcomplicating it. It's like, how can we focus on a few small things? You crush them money in the bank. Like you do so good. Um, or ballin is rather, if you guys can't see me on video right now, I did like a little ballin like basketball thing. And you know, when you do that, it's like you're, you're because you're being so strategic, you don't have to work as hard and you still get 10 pounds down on the scale just by doing that. Yeah. And I was amazed. I thought I had the key to life. I really did. Because, <laughs> you know, you're, people are like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And you're like, literally nothing. I don't, you know, drink hard seltzer. I don't know. That's, that's the answer. That's not medical advice. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you lost this 10 pounds. And I know candidly in with Morgan's story, she found me on Instagram binged my content, like back to the beginning. And then it was a really short amount of time. And then she's like, okay, I am going to work with Lauren. So you had lost 10 pounds already. Talk to us a little bit about what happened between the 10 pounds and then you joining the membership and then losing 16 pounds. So walk me through that. So, um, I really wasn't weighing myself with that passive 10 pounds. It was just kind of my body and how I felt and how my clothes were fitting. Yeah. And you know, that, it goes down, down, down. And you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then eventually my clothes just started fitting the same, but I didn't still love the way that they fit me. And I didn't love the way that I looked in them. And it was, it was difficult because there's a lot of um, content out there that, you know, we consume where it's like, love yourself no matter what, no matter what size, um, be comfortable in your own skin and, consuming that content and then you're like okay I do need to love myself no matter what and I need to always feel so hot in my skin no matter what and that just was not what was in my brain I you know in my head I have a a specific person that I see and that I love and like that's me and that wasn't what I was seeing in the mirror and when that wasn't translating and I was also like kind of hearing from media and you know, people in my life, like, you know, love at any size and all that. It's like, yeah, I love myself, but I just don't love how I look. And I like, don't like looking in the mirror, which is hard. And it it was, it was kind of a battle of like, okay, is this where my body should be? Because this is like me kind of having healthier habits. And maybe I was just a little underweight when I was in my late teens, early twenties. And so I wasn't sure really what my body's like home base was. Mm, Yeah. But I was having a really difficult time with it because I just didn't feel like myself, but I felt like if I didn't feel like myself, how I was now, then I wasn't loving myself. Mm. And that was kind of where my mindset and that battle and that was like kind of a month's worth of just going back and forth of like, what am I going to do? I don't feel good. I should feel good. And that's really interesting because so many with, with social media right now, we are really being taught in a beautiful way to love ourselves. And I love that push, 
but I, it's not Mm -hmm. that it's a slippery slope and that's bad. That's not what I'm saying, but I do think it's really interesting how it's created conversations like this and that you're not the first person to share that with me, where it almost makes you feel guilty for wanting to change your body composition or your weight. And I always say your weight, and sometimes this really stings for people, but I sometimes do feel your weight can be a reflection of your self-care and your habits. And I'm not talking about the people who genuinely live healthy lifestyles, but when you come from like really chaotic eating, like you are kind of like high, low, like all or nothing with your diet, or you honestly just haven't really paid close attention to it. Your weight can be such a reflection of just the fact that you just don't have dialed in habits for exactly what you need to be doing. And yeah, anyway, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so interesting to hear how that almost made you feel guilty for wanting to even pursue your goals and made you second guess yourself. That's wild. Definitely. Because I, I knew that I still wanted to go forward, but in my mind, I was holding myself back because I guess of the opinions of other people really. Yeah. And so when I found your page, it was really like, it was the first time I had ever really seen a woman with like your habits and, you know, you are shameless about your self-care being that you move your body and you fuel your body well. And all of the things that you're doing, that was kind of a a shamelessness version of self-care that I hadn't seen before. You know, you think of your skincare and your lotion, but you were the first time. Which is so true. Bitches all over TikTok be like my skincare, my 12 step routine, which fun fact, I have a, I have a two-step routine. I wash my face and I put on lotion guys. So there's that. However, it is so interesting how we can have all of this other self-care, but as soon as we tippy toe into the waters of weight loss and body composition, we immediately get labeled disordered eating. That's fucked up. Like, why do you care so much about your weight? Which is honestly just pisses me off because it makes women like you that are actually like, Hey, like if I lost a little bit of weight because I've gained weight because of these cookies and then some of the wine and all these habits, like I would feel better. Like you don't have to justify why you would feel better by changing your body composition to anyone except yourself. Right. And I thought I would, and I, I genuinely thought that I would. And so I found your page and I, I just saw you really emulating all of the things that deep, deep down in my mind, without all of that other influence, I knew I wanted for myself so bad. And I saw your page and like you said, shamelessly binged it. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of my binge, the healthiest binge I ever had, I said, <laughs> I said, I'm signing up and I'm doing this because I can do it the way this woman has said it can be done. And a big piece of that was I didn't feel like I needed like the intense personalization of, you know, your, your one-on-one or the 90 day fit babe. And honestly, I knew I wouldn't be able to commit like with the time, you know, that's, that's something you're committing yourself to, you know, team TSN and yourself. And I just knew I wouldn't be able to, you know, appropriately use the program and the resources in it. And so then I found out that you had a membership and that was kind of a go at your own pace. And I took um, the, the quiz, the why is your weight loss a hotness? And, and what were you? It, and I'm a business girl and I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so I want to dig on that a moment. Why are you a businesswoman, And why does that hit close to home when you took the quiz and you were like, oh, oh shit. Like that's me. Like what characteristics were you like, holy shit, like this woman knows me? It was 
like, I can stick to a plan. I can do it. I need to have purpose behind it. And I need, and I can't always make it myself. And that was because, you know, I don't really struggle with, you know, um, binging or, you know, eating too many social calories, like um, a party girl or a gossip girl would. It was really just like, needing to have the knowledge and the structure in the moment to make those good choices is what I needed to set me up for success. And then once I had that knowledge and structure, I could just build those habits. And it was like stepping stones, you know, and you're not trying to pull the whole project together at once the night before because you procrastinated and you have to give a presentation in the morning. It was like, okay, procrastinate. Like I always see that with my businesswoman <laughs> clients and I'm a businesswoman for like the quiz too, guys. So just fun facts. So I very much, I'm a procrastinator. Fun fact. You guys don't know that about me. Um, but like when you get the deadline as a businesswoman, you fucking thrive. Like when there is a deadline and you have that plan in place, that's why Morgan was able with obviously the support of the membership and the framework, but also so self-led too, because the membership is self-led. You have that framework, you have that roadmap boom, you're 16 pounds down. Like you just need the structure as a businesswoman or else you will procrastinate and you will keep pushing this project off. Put it that way. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. I pushed it off until 3am on August 8th. So. Oh my God. Wait, that's (laughs) iconic. So you joined the membership and the weight loss piece is fun, but what stood out to me when we connected Morgan is you mentioned this confidence piece and like being able to own like in an Mm -hmm. environment with surrounded by all these women, including myself, that you are allowed to want to feel hot. How did that aspect of the environment of the membership and really, you know, what we talk about over here at TSN, like owning your hotness and being confident, how did that impact how you showed up in your diet and like how you approached this? Like, did that change anything for you? Um, Because I know that was something that you never were really taught or like overtly said, like you're allowed to think that, you know? Yeah. Um, the membership and the, the community space was amazing because you're just surrounded by like-minded women and we're all on our different journeys, but at the same day, we all have the same goal, which is obviously weight loss, but also it's just to feel good. And so it's nice to, you know, maybe have a, a hard day or a hard week and go on and maybe your Friday weekly win isn't really a weekly win and you just need to kind of talk it out with like-minded people who will support you and you'll say, you know, I did this and I wasn't proud of it, but I picked myself up. And then, you know, you, you have a community of women and coaches who are clapping for you and they're proud for you. And it could have been a hard decision to pick yourself back up and eat a nourishing breakfast after a big night of Doritos. but that's a, that's a mindset choice that comes with the support and the knowledge within the membership. And so that piece, you know, just really feeling the the women and the team around me uplifted me a lot to start making those better choices. And then when I started making those better choices for myself, I realized I was making better choices for my other relationships. And Mm. um, it kind of, it just spiraled from there and it was really inspiring and It just, I was showing up at work better. I was more focused. I truly have accomplished so much more in my professional life in the last six months than I really feel I have in the last two years. And it's just because I had that energy and that confidence and that drive to show up and, 
when I was heavier, I kind of like dulled myself. So I wouldn't call like bring attention because I didn't like how I looked. So I didn't want people to turn around and look at me while I was speaking. So I, I was really, you know, I was quieter. I, I didn't pitch my ideas and I didn't fight for what I thought was right. And now that I feel confident, I will go to the nines for what I feel is right. And we could, we'll, we will argue it out. And if I'm wrong, show me, you know, and that's, <laughs> not, I that's not something it. I was able to bring to the table when I didn't feel good in my skin. And there was one podcast I was listening to on my hot girl walk. And you had said, oh, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was one where you were talking about like, how do you celebrate your weight loss without food? You know, what What are other things that motivate you to lose weight? And then you were saying that you love to shop and you just love to wear cute clothes and feel good. Guilty in them. And pleasure. Like, Guilty as charged. Yeah, me too, girlfriend. And I remember when I was younger and I did feel good in my skin, I was always shopping and always going out with friends and feeling cute and doing my hair and my makeup. And I just stopped doing that when I gained weight because I didn't show up for myself and I didn't want to look in the mirror to do all of that. And so when I listened to that episode, (laughs) I realized I hadn't gone shopping for new clothes since I had lost any weight. And I immediately got in my car, beep, beep, went to Marshall's and bought myself clothes that fit my body better. And even though, and that was kind of at the beginning of when I started the membership. So even though I was still not at my goal weight, the clothes that I had, you know, some 10 pounds previously were not fitting well because I was truly surprised at just how much weight 10 pounds of fat looks like on your body. You don't think it takes up that much space. But it does. So I bought new clothes for that transitionary period because personally, I struggle with transitionary periods. So that was kind of my soft landing space of, okay, you have clothes that fit and feel good. So let's just, you know, we can buy more clothes when we, you know, I I I was kind of motivating myself that way. Yeah. (laughs) I always kind of like read through the lines and two thoughts come to mind. First and foremost, buying those clothes were sort of like a metaphor to the fact that you were doing it and like solidified the identity of this new woman you were becoming. And I know that's like really deep, but I always think weight loss and this journey is really deep. So I make that connection Mm -hmm. as that was like really you putting the stake in the sand that like you've lost weight, you're 10 pounds down, you have more to lose, but like, look at me, like my clothes don't fit the same and I have to get new clothes. And this is like the woman I'm becoming. Going back to what you said around kind of like the overt changes that you've made, I also think there was a lot of subconscious stuff going on. And I see this with everyone too. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you knew you were holding yourself back confidence-wise, whether it's at work, whether it's in relationships, career, clothing, like these things. But for Morgan, but really everyone, including myself, us women, totally. When we don't feel our best, there's even subconscious things that are holding us. Like there, there's a subconscious part of us that we hold back when we are not feeling mm-hmm. our best. And I'm sure there are so many more examples that us women don't even realize when we don't feel our absolute best. For some people, it's doing your hair and makeup and putting on clothes. For other people, it's much more related to work and your career and even just standing up for what you believe in. But, you know, 
that's why losing weight can be so powerful because it isn't about the number on the scale. It's actually about you feeling your best because what I will go and talk about fighting, what I will fight with to the nail for is if you don't feel your best, you are not going to produce the best work in your career. You're not going to be the best partner, spouse, mother, daughter. You're not going to be the best version of yourself, period. And that's really what I'm hearing with your story that yeah, it's about the weight loss and fitting into clothes, but it also is like why fitting into those clothes, why having that confidence has actually improved your life. Absolutely. And it truly has. The the confidence piece in myself just catalyzed everything around me. And reflecting back, you know, kind of to the beginning of the conversation where it's like, love yourself and how you are and your body and, you know, everything else around you will change. And in retrospect, I did love myself and my body, but I just loved it in a way that was going to make me love myself more because where I was in that moment, I, I do, it, there is self-love, but I knew that I was capable of more and this membership helped me really shamelessly go after it and really strategically go after it. And it was just the, you know, having all of those women around me who have that same mindset, who are here to celebrate you and support you along your way. And you tell people that you're two pounds down and they're like, oh, what'd you do? And in the membership, you say, I'm two pounds down. They don't care what you did because they've got their plan. They're doing their thing. It's just like, yeah, woo. And it's so nice to celebrate other people. And then you share your recipes, but the the community and the confidence that was really what bolstered me to be able to just show up for everything else in my life. So, so much better. And kind of what you were talking about with a mother, I'm not a mother, but I don't want my children to ever like see me struggle with these things. And I knew that this was the time in my life when I needed to address it or else it would be just so much more difficult to regulate and control what was around me. You know, children change your life and you have to have those foundations first. I mean, you don't have to, but I would like to have those foundations first. And I really had that opportunity. Um, I don't think I would have been able to lay the foundations without you or the membership. Incredible. For women kind of new to this world, right? Like similar to you when you're like, oh my God, you can love yourself and want to lose weight at the same time. Like that is so radical in 2023. Mm -hmm. We're trying to normalize it, but with the hot (laughs) method in particular, and really what you learned inside of the membership, what was like life-changing in that for you? Like, I know obviously the program really supported your goals and you had such a great experience, but I want to talk more like the nitty gritty, like what you learned, like, was it calorie money? Was it weekly averages? Was it the weigh-ins? Was it like a combination of it all put together? Like, were, were there any specific of like the teaching points inside of there that really just not only hit close to home, but just really helped make you understand really simply what you needed to do and that impacted you? Anything come to mind? First thing. The, the total daily expenditure and our, our daily calorie budget. And, you know, the big question everybody has is, do I add calories with my exercise? Oh, yes. And <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so, uh, like you said it so plainly, and you were like, no, because that exercise is calculated into your daily calories. Boom. And I was like, oh my God, duh. <laughs> but it don't just, we overcomplicate like, oh. this shit? Like my fitness pal is like, oh, let's add like five calories for your walk to Starbucks in the morning. It's like, let's just, let's just make this simple. What is your daily budget? 
and it's going to include exercise. Mm -hmm. And then let's create a deficit from there. Boom. Yes. Yes. So the, the simplification of that off the bat, I was like, Oh, wow. And, um, the, my fitness pal was a really good tool, but really all of the tools were great mechanisms, but it was the insight that was provided with each tool. So, okay, here's your daily calorie budget, but also fit your fun food in. And if you go over, that's okay. We can, you know, we can pivot and re-strategize for the week. And maybe that's amazing. We can, that's okay. And so, you know, with the calorie tracking, it's not going to be forever. These are the mindsets that we're building and the awareness around the calories and the portions. You're going to weigh out your food for three months, but you'll be able to spot two ounces of brown turkey from two miles away and you will have to track it. You know, that's the whole purpose of weighing it out is so you literally know what it looks like. And so Morgan, this is just so good. Yeah. And especially with the weight. So it's data. It is data. So yeah, um, you water, bloating, period, whatever you have. But if you don't want to weigh that morning, hey, don't weigh that morning. You're not going to gain two pounds the next day because you didn't weigh today, you know. Or if you don't want to weigh in the week of your period, which personally I do not, don't weigh in the week of your period. I put a little red dot on that calendar and I move it on. And just like tips and tricks to mentally help you transition into the healthier habits, but also knowing that the things that you're doing in the membership, you can do forever because it is sustainable, but you also don't have to if you just are conscientious. It's really about creating conscience. I can't even say that word either. Conscience. Conscientious. Yeah. I can't say that word, guys. We know uh, it. I promise. And, and mindfulness, but honestly, chef's fucking kiss. We're going there. We're swearing. I need to stop also identifying that I'm swearing when I do it, guys. That's been a toxic trait of me because my mom doesn't like when I swear <laughs> on my podcast. However, what I do love about everything Morgan's saying, and especially for the ladies out there, and I'm so blunt about this on social media. Everyone's number one question is, I think number two, actually, Morgan, is with the calorie budget, like, do we add in exercise calories? I'd say that's number two. Number one question is, what is my calorie budget? Everyone always asks that. What Morgan is describing, yeah, calorie budget was part of the plan. It's the foundation. I mean, you literally can't talk about nutrition without understanding like your calories and making a change. However, mm-hmm. she didn't just stop there. And it's not the end all be all only thing she was focusing on. In fact, If you're thinking of an iceberg and I love like the iceberg analogy, you see the calorie budget at the top, but it's really everything under the iceberg. Like in the ocean, you guys are getting that visual. Like all of that is what y'all are missing. And that's what Morgan perfected. That's what Morgan actually learned. Like the weigh-ins and how to approach weigh-ins, how to approach calorie tracking, how to approach building balanced meals. Like the, it's the approach to the tool. And that's why women fail Mm -hmm. at weight loss. It's, it's, you're focusing on just the tool or just the budget and not how to actually use the tool and hit the budget. It's, it's so simple. It sounds so simple, but it takes a lot more fucking work. I'd argue too. Yeah, definitely. But that's, what's so great about the membership is like, everybody knows about my fitness pal, but not everybody has further insight on how to healthily approach my fitness pal. I think that there's just, you know, like you were saying a lot of all or nothing, which is personally how I approach most things. But I was, in the membership, I realized, okay, this is my body and it's a human body. So it will never be perfect because that's, you know, progress, not perfection because perfection doesn't exist. Right. Um, 
And so that was something I learned in the membership is like, "Mm, if I go all or nothing, I will fail. So I need to create buffers and, you know, mental landing spots for those moments where I don't hit an all or nothing. And that's a, that was a huge pivot point for me is just creating that, that soft landing space for me within like my own mental mindset of like, Hey, we went over today and you know what? Don't put it, don't put it on your calorie tracker as red because you didn't do anything bad. Like, <laughs> just use it in your normal color. Use your normal colors because you don't need to look at this day and feel shame at all, ever. So move it on. And I, and I mean, sometimes I use the calorie tracker, um, but right now I'm in a spot where I feel just comfortable and, you know, my weigh-ins are consistent. I feel good. I know that I would like to level up and really ramp up things um, in my diet and in my lifestyle, just especially, you know, while I don't have kids and I have those opportunities a little more um, at my fingertips. But I also know that in this particular moment of my life, if I try to do that, I will fail because of other factors I have going on around me. And so I know, okay, this is what I can afford to do right now. What I can afford to do is continue on with the awesome habits and tools that I gained from TSN. And then when I'm ready and I can put on more habits and more tools, I will let myself. But where I can afford to be right now is here. And I kind of think that um, it is a calorie budget, but it's also a mental budget. Because whenever you are up-leveling and whenever you are creating those new habits, it takes time, energy, dedication, sacrifice. And that is a part of the weight loss. and you know, if you don't have the mental capacity to do those things and implement them in a strategic, healthy, long-term way, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I don't want to fail. I want to set myself up well, you know, elevated yourself to a standard where you are not allowing yourself to fail. And you know, right now losing more weight, you're 16 pounds down, losing more weight is not aligned specifically in this very moment right now, 10 47 AM over here on the day we're recording, like mm-hmm. it's not aligned, but you know, you can turn up the heat. I love that expression. You can turn up the heat when you want to, cause now you know what to do. You can turn it down a little bit and you're still sick into the habits that you've earned the right for those habits to be easy by the work you initially put in. If you want to up-level again, it's going to take more work and you have to earn the right for that work to then become easy. So it's all stepping stones, but I think it's really beautiful for women out there that have lost even a little bit of weight. And like, they need to take that next step for like the next phase of their journey. Cause we all go through phases in life and on our weight loss journeys and our body journeys in general, like you decide when you're turning up the heat. So many women, I think feel pressure, like, okay, it's only the end goal. That's it. You're celebrating every milestone, all the weight you've lost, like where you're at. And you know, when you're ready, you're going to get back to it and you're going to absolutely fucking crush it. Absolutely. Yes. You couldn't have said it better. Um. (laughs) I love it, Morgan. You couldn't have said it better. (laughs) For women who are overwhelmed, similar to you when you first began, don't have a roadmap, don't know what to do. What would be one tangible piece of advice now that you're on the other side and you're, oh, I mean, the thought of losing over 10 pounds for so many women when they're not losing any weight, that's like, oh, like, I just want to see the scale move a little bit. What would be like one tangible tip to help simplify 
and just honestly make this journey easier that you found really helpful for yourself, um, for someone who's like really booked and busy and overwhelmed? Oh gosh. You know, I, I lean on the phrase, trust the process, but that's what everybody says. So now I feel the pressure. Let me well, see. Now you feel like a basic bitch. Yeah. Just kidding. You're a businesswoman. Yeah. Well, my tips, I was prepared for this question. <laughs> I have it written down on my little paper, address the food issues, address the relationship with the food issues. That was my least favorite part of the whole journey. Least favorite, most important because it was just the underlying issue for really everything and be kind and just set the schedule, do the schedule. Don't overthink it. Don't try to tweak it. Don't try to, you know, uh, ramp up the presentation at 6am before you have to present in, in an hour, like just make the plan, stick with it and see where you're at in a week and then do it again and do it again and take it week by week. You know, we're not, we're not doing our fiscal planning for the whole year. <laughs> we have week by week goals. And then eventually those week by week goals feed into your larger goals and taking it week by week really simplifies it from when am I going to see my goal weight? And the goal weight was important for me, but it became less important to me when I started really getting into understanding what it meant to be hot and healthy. And once I started understanding that, be shameless, be patient, be kind, be shameless. I love it. And stick with the plan. Yeah. Yes. Gotta stick to that plan, (laughs) baby. Thank you so much, Morgan. Corey, thank you so much for having me. 